it, though. So, needless to say, hope you guys are having a great day. I am doing this show a little late for various reasons. I will let you know why I'm doing it late. Um, shout out to Rashad Jones for the super chat. He said, 10 piece for the stream. Shout out to Mike Shinnery, who said AM in chat. Title says it all. 80-20 rule, bruh, facts. Shout out to David Cole, who hit me up earlier today. Shout out to Ray Clemens. Appreciate you, bruh. Shout out to Digital Dads. So what I want to talk about today What I want to talk about today First of all, let me let me say this. The reason why I did the show late today is because truth be told, one reason is I really need to take a couple of days off. So this weekend I'm definitely gonna take the weekend off because I'm getting I'm getting somewhat mentally exhausted. which happens from time to time when you crank out as much content as I do. The other reason is I'm sick and tired of having to live a cliche. Now what cliche am I talking about? I'm talking about the cliche that anytime a black man does anything righteous or anything honest, He has to, he has to inevitably be stifled, throttled, censored, all, all of that, right? 
So, Anthony, appreciate you. Got to get my fix, no doubt. Appreciate you, bro. So, like, here I'm here on YouTube. Now, I could be on DLive. I could be on DLive. Now, on DLive, I'm able to say exactly what's on my mind. I'm able to say exactly what I want. And I'm able to give you a more authentic me, right? Reginald, appreciate you. I'm able to give you a more authentic me. And of course, when I go over there and I go live, you know, I have just as many people watching over there as I have watching over here. With way less followers over there, which shows me the potential of what could be over there. But the only problem is, for some odd reason, and I can't figure this out. If I'm over here, it's like people understand to support the show. You know, if I'm over here, people will hit the super chat. They'll hit the cash app. They'll support the show. And I don't really have to say it a lot. I might say it at the beginning of the show. Sometimes I don't say it at all. It's gotten to the point where I don't say it at all and people will support, you know, which is good. It, it, it should be that way because I shouldn't have to stop the show. I should be able to give you guys pure content that is either informative or entertaining or whatever without having to worry about stopping the show to be like some some nagging televangelist you know i shouldn't have to have a jerry lewis there uh telethon every single time i do a show shouldn't have to especially considering how many people watch my show with the amount of people watching my show i shouldn't even like i, I seen salty cracker on d live and he was doing a test run and he literally had to tell people not to donate because he was just doing a test stream. And I've seen white content creators do that before. And see, I got to point this out, man. I got to point this out. Because lately, I've been having more white subscribers. And the new white subscribers are already contributing. Like when they hit the cash app, I can see, uh, you know, you, you guys see the name. I see the picture. So the white folks who just started watching me are already contributing. Meanwhile, there's individuals who've been watching me for years and never contribute. Been watching me for years and they never contribute, right? So I want to point something out that nobody's really paying attention to. If I was doing, and I'm going to try to say this without saying any names because I don't, I don't have any desire to, uh, uh, 
Clemente, appreciate the cash app. David, appreciate the cash app. I don't have any desire to beef with anybody. And C's appreciate you. I don't have any desire to beef with anybody, and I don't have any desire to um, promote anybody unless I'm cool with them. So I'm not, I'm going to refrain from saying names. I'm not going to say names, but those of you, you know, everybody who's somebody will know who I'm talking about, right? If I were doing a show where I just hosted a show where I allow two different people that are popular that have differences to get on the panel and argue back and forth with each other, I wouldn't even have to ask for donations. People would donate because they want to see the drama. They want to see two people bicker and fight. Isaac, appreciate you. They want to see two people bicker and fight and argue with each other over nonsense or something trivial, right? If I were to display the acceptable conforming image meaning if I dressed in a proper manner, if I behaved in a very ambiguous way. In other words, I didn't display so much raw masculinity. I just behaved in a very ambiguous way. Y'all know what ambiguous means. You know, little bit of masculinity, little bit of femininity. And I had a Dear Abby type show where I was giving advice to middle-aged women. Then I wouldn't have any problem not only getting contributions, but I'd have no problem growing my channel. Now, I don't talk about that a lot. I don't point it out a lot. And the reason why I don't do that is because I don't, I don't want anybody to think I'm hating on anybody. I, I don't care how people make their money. I don't care how they do it. But what annoys me more than anything is that you can't be I shouldn't have to compromise who I am to get support or channel growth. I shouldn't have to. I'm not. I'm not. What I'm going to do is I'm going to continue to be me and I'm going to raise hell the entire way about every injustice that I notice. Now, we live in a day and time where masculinity is under attack, right? James, appreciate you that keep talking your truth, bro. Masculinity is under attack. 
The truth is under attack. Freedom of speech is under attack. Everything that we hold, those of us who are traditional men, who don't view masculinity as an evil thing, everything that we hold to be sacred is under attack. I mean, come on, bro. Anything that is viewed as masculinity and strength is viewed as toxic. We, we can't even have male superheroes that save women anymore. To think that women can be damsels in distress is politically incorrect now. They've even taken it so far as to make Santa Claus woke to the point where he don't even want to give a kid a Nerf gun. Every aspect of us is under attack. And Brawl, appreciate you. Eden, appreciate you. There aren't a lot of people that are going to open their mouth and say anything about it. And the reason why is because they get rewarded for shutting up. Like right now, right now as we speak, there are numerous conservative channels that have given up on Trump. You know why? Because of conditioning. 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 The reason why, look, you 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 come to you come to some of these spaces and you want to hear men talk about masculine manly things, right? But there's no way for me to have this conversation without offending people and sounding super cocky. So maybe I should give a disclaimer before I say all of this. Maybe I should give a disclaimer before I say all of this. What's the best way for me to put it? See, the moment that I came on YouTube, I already had a strike against me. Because I'm a black man. And the sad part is the strike against me isn't even coming from white people. It's, it's coming from my own people. Like right now, if I was if I was up here talking about some foolishness, or if I was up here talking about some drama, there'd be six, seven hundred people watching. But because I'm talking about something real, because I'm talking about something of substance, because I'm talking about something solid, you only had 300 people watching. Like I notice that anytime I go live, I pay attention to what videos get the most views and what videos don't. And that's, that has nothing to do with white people, technically. It has to do with our people. And the bullshit we support 
and the things we refuse to support. We refuse to support it, right? You'll have guys that will come here and they will tell me that I shouldn't be asking for contributions or donations to sit here and spit truth and educate younger black men and impart wisdom upon them. But the same dude is telling me that I shouldn't ask for $5 from one contributor. Right? That same dude will go down to his local strip club and throw a handful of 20s at some funky, raggedy strag. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. It's, it's a bit hypocritical for any man, specifically black men, to give lectures about where they put their money when we know for a fact that black men have always had a tendency to throw their money away on foolishness. So I'm not, I'm not tolerating no more lectures. The truth of the matter is there aren't many people there aren't many black men that are going to be willing to get on camera and speak the truth about what is really going on out here. What really needs to be done. And then to be able to continue to do it with conviction, even though. There are all sorts of things set in place to discourage me from doing it. You, you think I wouldn't like to have 100,000 subscribers? You think I wouldn't like to make a boatload of money? Truth of the matter is, I make less money because of what I talk about. Now, y'all see me being able to do this and do that and buy this and buy that and all of that good stuff. But that, bro, that's because I'm good with my money. That's because I know how to invest my money in other things to, to make me more money. But every time I go live on this show, you know, I might get 20 contributors on this show. And then if I do Boss Talk Radio, I'll probably get 40. In a day, that's 60 contributors. Right? And that's a good day. But on a good day, I've had 600 people watching me on both shows. That's 1,200 viewers. So out of 1,200 viewers, 1,200 participants... 1,200 audience members, I was able to get 60 people to contribute. And I'm going to show you the clever thing that people do. And and I, I, I'm i about to get to the point where I'm about to start talking trash about it. Because if I don't, people are not going to be ashamed of it. They, they're going to keep doing it. 
if I say, yo, I'm trying to get 20 people to contribute to the show, that don't mean for 20 people to come into the show and, and donate a dollar. That don't mean for people to come into the show. Last night I was doing a show on DLive and I had the timer up there and I told everybody, I said, look, whenever you donate, it resets the, it resets the freaking clock, right? Appreciate the membership, Mari. It resets the clock to 40 minutes. In other words, if that clock is running down, all somebody would have to do is donate $5 and it'll reset the clock to like 45 minutes, which means I'm going to do the show for another 45 minutes. Don't you know people will sit there and watch that clock run from 45 all the way down to almost zero without contributing because they think I'm not going to shut the show down. Now, last night it had got down to like five minutes or something like that. And I said something about it, and some dude donated a dollar. Like I was going to put that, look, let me tell you something. A dollar does not count as a uh, contribution here. That's why you don't see me put them on the board. Now, sometimes I'll put the $2 joints on the board, but I'm about to stop doing that. You can't even get, you can't even buy, you, you, you can't even buy something out of the store for a dollar. Unless you go to the Dollar Tree, and if you go to the Dollar Tree and all you have is a dollar, you're still going to be ass out because you ain't got the money for the tax. It's, it's 2020, man. It's 2020. If you can't contribute $5 to your favorite content creator or better, you might as well give it up. You, you never see me contribute nothing less than $10, and I contribute to multiple content creators. You never see me contribute less than $10. Now, I'm not saying that everybody got to be on the $10 tip, but I mean, come on, bro. Cats was in the 90s talking about I got five on it. In the 90s, Cats was like, I got five on it. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. Salute to everybody that come through here and donate on a regular basis. I appreciate y'all because if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't be able to do this show. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Cause I would not be able to do it. I would have to go do something else. Which means that I would only be able to do one show a day or one show every other day or something like that. Cause I would have to do something else. If it wasn't for the fact that you guys that actually contribute, those of you that come through and, and you drop five or you drop 20, and, and oh, and God bless you individuals that come through from time to time and drop 50 and $100. I, I appreciate you more than words can describe. But, you know, it, it's just funny to me because I pay for what I like. You feel what I'm saying? Because I want more of it. So it's funny to me that when I go to DLive, it's like, and, and, you know, some people hit the lemons and I feel you on the lemons or whatever. The only problem with the lemons is the the rate of each lemon is way too low. It's less than a cent. You know what I'm saying? 
So I feel like people, when they donate, you know, five lemons, 10 lemons, they, they feel like they're doing the super chat thing, but it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? But you have guys that come over there and say, oh man, angry man is back. This is the real angry man. I miss this angry man. <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell. Because the support, I get the support over here where I'm censored. It would stand the reason that if you want the angry man that's uncut, you would give the support to the uncut angry man. You would give the support over there. But you don't. Which means now what I'm about to do is I'm about to go back to doing this show in the afternoon and boss talk in the evening. And you're going to have to wait till the weekend to get a D-Live uncut show. You're going to have to wait till the weekend. You got to wait till the weekend. And trust and believe. Trust and believe. If, 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 if it was possible for me to get a sponsorship from, uh, let's say, uh, uh, Jack Daniels or Camacho Cigars or some other manly company, right? If, if I was able to get some other type of... Uh, sponsorship, I wouldn't even ask y'all for donations. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But the compensation has to come from somewhere. Okay, it has to come. It has to be monetized in some way, shape, or form. Okay? Because I'm, I'm not going to do the content for free. Because I can't do the content for free. It's too time-consuming to do it for free. You feel me? Now, if I was already a multimillionaire and I had real estate and all sorts of other businesses and stuff that was bringing in money, then yeah, I'd get up here and run my mouth every chance I get and wouldn't ask nobody for nothing. I most certainly would because I had that much passion about what I talk about. And you see it in my content. You see it in my content. You feel what I'm saying? You see it in my content. I have passion for it. Because even on the days where I should be taking off, and I should have took the day off, because I was mentally exhausted yesterday. Y'all probably saw it in that D-Live show. I just didn't have energy. You know what I'm saying? I was mentally drained. And, and the reason why is because this has been one hell of a month. When it comes to content, especially about politics, I've been going hard this whole month. You know? trying to bring as much information as I can to you guys and, you know, to, to keep you from being discouraged and feeling like it's over and all that other goofy stuff, you know. But I don't think people realize, you don't even realize the people who come here, most of the guys that don't talk about politics and, and different stuff like that, it's not that they don't talk about it because they're not interested in it or they don't see what's going on. They don't talk about it because they're scared. They're scared to get in trouble. They're afraid to get in trouble. See, a lot of guys don't talk about what I talk about because they're afraid to talk about it. They're scared. They're shook. 
you know, they, they either shook of, you know, they think if they talk about the wrong topic, some folk gonna kick their dough in and, and come snatch them up, you know, put the bag over their head and snatch them up and, and you know, they feel like somebody gonna bust the door open and, and drag them off, you know what I'm saying, take them, you know, like on V for Vendetta or something like that, right? See, here's the thing. When I was coming up, I was taught scared money don't make money. And I've been a outlaw. I've been a hustler. So I already lived under the threat of somebody snatching me up or, or you know, arresting me for doing something that I shouldn't be doing or whatever. And it, it look, you know, most people nowadays, they drive around in their car. When the police get behind them, they get scared. I don't get scared when the police get behind me. I don't care. I don't care. Police pull up beside me and look at me. I look back at them like, the other day I pulled up you know, at my crib or whatever, and there was some police out there or whatever, and there was a bunch of them out there. I don't know what they was out there for. You feel me? I got out the car. I got my bag. I got my pistol in my bag and the whole nine, but my pistol is legal. You know, I don't know if I was supposed to have it in the bag like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but I saw the police officers. He, I was like, what's up? It's like, how you doing this afternoon, sir? I'm like, I'm good. Y'all good? Yeah. And I kept it moving. Police don't scare me. You you got to understand, like, I talk about it a lot. I talk about it a lot, and I think people think I be lying. I came up around some really rough individuals. I've seen some dudes do some really messed up, horrific type stuff. I'm desensitized to that. So, you know, me sitting up here talking about politics or talking about some controversial topic, you know, and you got dudes in the chat room talking about some, you be careful, angry man, you might be exposing too much. Be careful of what? Be careful of what? I ain't no slave. I'm a free man. And I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. I do what I want to do. Period. Period. And have always been like that. And was willing to face the consequences. <laughs> if I was out there doing something that I wasn't supposed to be doing, driving without a license, or, or you know, uh, selling something I shouldn't have been selling, and the police caught me dead to rights, I didn't run. I didn't wrestle with the cop. If he caught me, it's like... You got me. 
I'm not about to curse that police officer out. I'm not about to wrestle with him. I'm not about to get into no altercation with him because I understand my fight ain't with him. He a stormtrooper. He a minion. My fight ain't with him. My fight is in the courtroom. It don't matter what the arrest is. It don't matter what the situation is, what the circumstance is. What matters is once I get in that courtroom. That's what matters. There's even been times cops have arrested me. They didn't even handcuff me. That's how cooperative I was. Because I understood the situation. I was doing something I wasn't supposed to have been doing. You feel me? Now, it's a whole nother thing if you're doing something that... Uh, it's a whole other thing if you're doing if you're not doing anything and then the police mess with you. That's a whole other thing. But when you're doing something you ain't supposed to be doing and you know you're not supposed to be doing it and the police roll up on you, you can't be mad at them. They're just doing their job. You feel me? You played cops and robbers when you was a kid. You know how it worked. It's, it's the robber's job to try to get away. It's the cop's job to try to catch the robber. Game on. You feel me? You got to have that mutual respect for your enemy. And if you're crook, your enemy is law enforcement. If you law enforcement, your enemies are crooks. That's just the way that works. But when I see cops now, it doesn't, I, it, it, it's an afterthought to me. I'm not even really paying attention to them because I know I'm not doing nothing wrong. I know I have my license. I know my registration is up to date. I know I have insurance on my car. I know I'm not walking around with any illegal substances on me. I don't have any paraphernalia. I, you know, I, I'm good. I'm a law-abiding citizen, so I, I'm not worried about the police. But you have individuals here that's scared of their own shadow, Okay? You have individuals here that are terrified of their own shadow. And they're not going to talk about certain things. There's, there's a bunch of stuff I've talked about in the past month, right? Now, of course, a lot of my videos, I had to take them videos down out of caution. It's not because I'm scared of YouTube. It's because I don't feel like going through the drama of them taking those videos and nitpicking them looking for something to give me a strike or looking for something to, to take my channel down because I know the drill. I know the drill. I know how it goes. You feel me? And at the end of the day, you, you got you got to weigh two things. You, you, you got your purpose, but you also have your business. And if your business is wrapped up in your purpose, you, you, you think about your purpose, but you always got to think about your bottom line too. You can't just, you know, that's why if you look at them old mafia movies or whatever, most of the time, whenever they went to war with each other, whenever they went to the mattresses, the reason why they was able to sooner or later come up with an agreement is because while they're at war, can't nobody make no money. And then that's when the cooler heads prevail and say, look, man, this war is costing us a lot of money. Ain't nobody making no money. And after all, we are in business to make money. So what do you want to do? You want to still keep going at each other? You still want to keep trying to uh, 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 get this person or get that person because you and your feelings about something? I get it. I get that you have a purpose. I get that you have, uh, um, you know, that you're, you know, you, you, 
you have your convictions, but <laughs> come on, bro. It's about paper too. Because we, we got to provide. We got to live, right? We got to live. So, you know, I see why some dudes will allow themselves to be conditioned into a corner. And you got a lot of guys in this space. They're conditioned into a corner. They they don't they can't talk about what they want to talk about. They they don't have the freedom to do that. Like you look at somebody that had that just recently had an explosion of, you know, success when it comes to this channel growth. You look at from what I heard somebody said Kevin had 250,000 subscribers now, right? Kevin can't talk about what he want no more. He can't change up. What he's talking about now, he that's what he that whatever that tone is, he got to keep that tone if he want to keep that growth. Can't just change up. You can't just decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to stop talking about this and I'm going to talk about politics now. Or I'm going to stop talking about this and I'm going to talk about tech now. Can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So whatever it is that you do that you talk about, you better make for certain that whatever it is you're doing that you become successful at, you better make sure it's something that you actually want to do. Something that you actually like doing. Because it'll be a prison of your own making. You feel me? But not to go off on a tangent about that. To get back to what I'm trying to say. There are very few people that are willing to talk about the things that I talk about. But what I talk about is necessary. It's necessary. And I don't know if you guys notice or not, but YouTube is snatching a whole lot of videos down. And most of these videos that are vanishing are just videos dealing with the honest truth. And... When you really think about it, the quote, all that is required for evil, evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Now, now what is that nothing? That nothing can take numerous forms. You feel me? When they say all it takes is for good men to do nothing, for evil to triumph, that could be any number of things. That could be you not speaking out at the right moment. Like right now, the way I feel. I feel like if I was to just stop doing YouTube and not speak about this or whatever, I feel like I would be contributing to all of the messed up stuff that's going on right now because I'm not speaking against it. You feel me? For someone else, it may be something different. For someone else, you may not be, you may not be the mouthpiece or the voice to speak, 
but you may play a different role. You may be somebody that contributes to the voice or the mouthpiece that's speaking. But if you watch my show every day and you in the background rooting, talking about right on angry man, I feel that that's, that's what I'm talking about. But you never contribute. You feel me? You never contribute in some type of way. Whether that be monetarily or whether that be you sharing the video or whether that be you putting somebody on to the video like, hey, man, I see what you, you know, you, you think that's what it is. That's not what it is, man. Watch this dude. He, he laying out what it really is. Because whether you know it or not right now, it's more important than ever to spread the word about certain stuff. Because the wool is being pulled over the world's eyes right now. And people ain't paying no attention to it. And there ain't but a handful of people. Ain't but a handful of content creators. That are really fighting. To not allow it to happen. You got so many things going on right now. And what you got to realize is, look, certain groups are losing right now. They're losing. When, whenever you get to the point, let me tell you something. If you have a solid argument, your argument can stand up to scrutiny. In other words, when your argument is solid, when your Logic is sound. You show up to look, that's like showing up to the battlefield with a shield made of vibranium. And and a sword made of Beskar. You you feel what I'm saying? You, you your logic is that shield. Your argument is that sword. You show up on the battlefield with that. You, you not worried? You ain't worried? The only time somebody's not willing to show up on the battlefield is when they know they, they sword is a piece of junk. They know when another soldier swings his sword, he gonna cut straight through that sword. They know that shield ain't made of nothing but some wood. And all it takes is for somebody to put an axe to it. So you got to ask yourself if certain individuals got the truth behind them. If they got the truth behind them and their argument is solid. Why would they have the need to erase voices? Why would they have the need to censor? Censorship is not the tool of the righteous. Censorship is the tool of the wicked. That's, that's what they do to control the hearts and minds of the people to show a certain narrative or to push a certain narrative. Let's just be real. And this ain't just start happening now. This been happening. This been happening. You know how many times videos I've done about the black community or videos I've done about BWs that have been censored? You have any earthly idea? 
I've had videos literally taken down. Like just just the video just got took down. Cause it was spitting too much truth. You feel what I'm saying? Now lately, in in the later times, I've actually um taken videos down myself. But early on, there were times that videos of mine was getting taken down and it wasn't me. It just took them videos down. It's like, oh no, nah, you we can't let nobody hear this. Mm-mm. Or they shadow man it so you can't look it up. So it's still there, but you just you can't find it. You feel me? Like for instance, you look at what's going on right now. I don't know who's going to come out on top in the situation. And I'd be lying if I said I did. But I do know this for a fact, and I can tell you this 100%. Whoever comes out on top, it will ultimately be because they have the support of the people. Period. Whoever has the support of the people will come out on top. That's how it works. That's the whole reason why when I'm here, I'm saying, yo, I'm the people's champ. Yo, if I'm the people's champ, I should get the support of the people. If the people believe in me, I should get the support of the people. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's the most valuable resource is people. It's not, it's not really money because in order to get money, you need people. In order to get goods and services, you need people. In order to create any type of market that provides resources, you need people. That, that is the biggest uh, resource. That is the most valuable resource.
Hold on, you guys. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second, you guys. Let me see one of y'all's phones. That's right, now I'm giving you a phone. Otherwise, hurry up. Hurry up! Thanks for calling the UPS store in Sutton Square. We are located at the...
Thanks for calling. What, what did you say happened? So the one on Atlantic, they saying that I'm not listed as a receiver, a recipient slash occupant, so they're not leaving the stuff. Oh, you mean you mean here? I thought you was talking about the. Wow. Remember, I was telling you the the site that I was ordering from. What what? I told him I I went in there last time. I'll go there tomorrow again. I'll go there tomorrow again. Can you, can you send Craig and Day Day? I got one. Yeah, okay. All right. Hey! Both of y'all come here. Here, I need y'all to put your shoes on and go down there and help her with the stuff in the car. Okay. businesses don't do what they supposed to do man really it really irks me it really irks me it really irks my nerves anyway what, what, what was i talking about Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm in the zone. It, not, nothing annoys me like... Nothing annoys me more in this world than businesses that don't do what they're supposed to do. Like, businesses that just, you know, we, we just gonna do things the way we wanna do them and cause all types of inconveniences and... Really annoying really annoying i see i see we got people playing the uh chat room well the 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 live stream hopscotch you feel me jumping in and out to see if i'm talking about anything worthwhile well let me save you some time i'm not so just leave if you playing the if you playing the i'm a, i'm a jump in whenever i'm a jump in whenever i can um 
play double dutch. If you're trying to double dutch in this stream, then just leave. Just bounce. Just dip. I obviously, I obviously ain't talking about nothing that you really want to hear. Yeah. Put them in. What do you mean where I want you to put them? Put them in my room. Like, look, if you, because if you look, the thing about me is I talk about deep, introspective type things. So if you have a short attention span, then you might as well not even be in anyway, because whatever I'm saying is going to go over your head anyway. It's going to go over your head anyway. But to get back to the point of what I'm talking about, and I'm going I'm to call out the Super Chats and the Cash Apps in, in a minute, but I, I don't want to get thrown off a topic. That already threw me off topic. That already threw me off topic. I, I can't stand when people make, you know, I can't stand when people make things difficult for wifey. I, it, it annoys me because I know that if I was there during that, it ain't going to be the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's going to be they they businesses don't like that is one thing i will say in this world is that businesses do treat women differently than they treat men so a lot of times you know my girl she'll go to a business to do something or conduct some business and they'll give her a hard time and then if i go with her then it's like, oh, it, oh, it was a misunderstanding, and oh, well, you know, we, we'll we'll get this squared away, and it's like, don't waste my time, cause you're wasting my time, because usually if she's going to do something, like I send her to go pick up some packages and stuff, if I'm sending her to do something, I'm sending her to take care of my business, and you're slowing my business down by trying to act goofy with her and do something with her that you wouldn't do with me. Like you wouldn't give me those problems. So why are you giving her those problems? You feel what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's annoying. But anyway. Anyway, getting back to what I was saying. So, the biggest thing that bothers me, right, about good men doing nothing, right, I, I don't know what this is with the black community. I, I don't, I have no idea what this is with the black community. Why is it so difficult for the black community to, let me not even say the black community, because that doesn't even exist anymore. Let's just be honest about it. But why is it so difficult? Two things. 
one, why is it difficult for black people to understand the concept that other black people need to make money and should be compensated for their time, intellectual property, and, and products? Plus, why is it Black people do not feel the need to support one another in their endeavors. And you know what I thought about? You know what really stuck out in my mind? Because I think I finally figured it out. I think I finally figured it out. I think the way black people are brought up because of the fact that black people in this country have for the most part been the descendants of slaves. I think black people are not truly capitalists. I think black people aren't truly capitalists. I think black people are really, you know, inherently socialist. Now you gotta think about it. If you go back to slavery, that definitely puts black people in a socialist position. Why? Because there's a higher class above them. There, there's a ruling class that allocates what they want them to have. And black people have never gotten rid of that mentality. This is why if you are a black person and you decide to go out and start your own business, what will other black people tell you, specifically black women? You need to get a real job because in their mind, what is a real job? A real job is you working under a uh, ruling class that gives you what they want you to have. Right. So, see, they, they can't acknowledge me as a successful person because in their mind, the only type of success exists is when you are being treated favorably by a ruling class, whatever that class may be. You, you see what I'm saying? This is why they'll come over here and say, why are you asking for money? But you'll never, you'll never see them saying black people go to no other group of people's channels. They won't go to Middle Eastern people's channels. They won't go to Asian people's channels. They won't go to white people's channels and say, why are you asking for donations? See, in their mind, they believe that those other groups have the right to do that, and I don't have the right to do that. Because the only way I should be getting anything is if those other groups decide to give it to me. This is why they can be so accepting of, of, a, of a Joe Biden. Because while you had Trump trying to tell you, yo, you can be your own boss. You can be successful in and, in and of yourself. No, we don't want to do that. What we want to do is we, we just looking for the next master. So, you know, a lot of these Negroes, you'd be wasting your argument trying to school them to what China is doing or anything like that, because at the end of the day, they don't care. One master is just as good as the next. Right? Right? One master is just as good as the next.
See, in their mind, America, China, it's all the same. Right? And like I said before, having this conversation is not popular. You feel me? You're not going to get no six, seven, eight hundred people watching when you're talking about something like this, because this is introspective thought. It requires you to actually examine why you function the way you function, why you do the things you do. See, I, this is why I never want to hear nothing from black folk about bettering the community or uh, what we can do to improve black folks' conditions and all that. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear none of that lip service. And the reason why I don't want to hear none of that lip service is because at the end of the day, anytime anybody has ever asked you a real question, you, you run from it. Anytime anybody has ever tried to give you an actual true examination, you run from it. Because you ain't crazy. You know what your problems are, black folk. You know why you operate the way you operate. You're just looking for the excuse you need to continue operating that way. Because to change the way you're operating is going to require too much work. Let's be honest. To stop doing the goofiness that you do is going to require too much work because you are set in your ways. You're set in your ways. And the reason why it's been difficult, and this is something I even had to admit to myself, the reason why it has been so difficult for me to be able to get along with the vast majority of black folk is because I do not think like that. I don't operate like that. I have a mechanism in my brain where if I see myself doing something or having an ideology that is not conducive to my well-being or not conducive to my level of success, I know how to change it. I know how to say, okay, you know what? I was wrong about that. So let me take this and put this on the shelf and let me walk away from that and let me go over here and let me try this over here and see what type of result I get with this over here. Now, if this doesn't work, okay, you know what? Let's take that. Let's put that on the shelf as well, and let's try this. And once I find something that works, right, if I, if I don't find anything to work, it's like, okay, let me go back to the shelf, and let me examine these things that I've already tried and see if there were flaws in those things that I could fix. Maybe one of those things was the right thing. I just wasn't doing it properly. But if I find something over here that is the right thing, then guess what? I'm going to take all that stuff on the shelf and I'm going to toss that. See, black people, for the most part, can't do that. Whatever it is that they're doing is their thing is not only what they do, but it's not even constructed by them. It's constructed by black culture. It's constructed by the community. It's constructed by the society. Because see, inside that box is twerking, smoking weed, 
drinking, hanging out on the corner, having a baby mama, being a baby mama, being a single mama, being a single father, right? Going in and out of jail, not graduating high school, and every other ill of the black community. It's inside that box. And to take that box and to put it on the shelf and step away from it, you'll immediately be called a coon. You'll immediately be called a coon for not living in the confines of that box that you didn't even construct for yourself. Somebody else constructed it for you. How did it get constructed? It got constructed when you was a teenager and you hang around buddies and they make you feel guilty if you don't smoke weed. I'll never forget, there was some dudes I was hanging around and, you know, their thing, not only did they smoke weed, but they wanted to snort coke too and tried to peer pressure me into that. And I'm like, bro, I don't do that. And I immediately had to stop hanging with them dudes because that's not my thing. I'm never going to do that. I ain't no cokehead. Are you crazy? But I remember being younger and being around dudes and on Friday, they want to get drunk and drink beer or whatever. And, you know, occasionally I might drink a beer here and there, but I'm not the type of person that's going to go buy a case of beer and then just drink it until it ain't until it's gone and get pissy drunk and, and get into a fight or wreck my car or something crazy like that. But if you hanging around a bunch of dudes that like to get drunk or whatever, and they offer you a beer and you say, nah, I'm good. You've never seen, you have never, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Telling a dude, telling another black man that offers you a beer, no thank you. The look of disappointment on their face is only rivaled by the look of a woman who stood up at the altar, bruh. In fact, I think the look is worse. That brother will be more offended that you didn't take that beer and drink it than a woman standing at the altar who got stood up by her would-be husband. Real talk. And see, because I'm, you know, I, I kind of have a scientific mind, even in that brief moment, right after it happens, you know, because the dude be like, man, you want a drink? I'll be like, no, I'm good. Why you don't want no drink? It's almost like they feel like they have to corrupt you in order to trust you. Right? It never crossed their mind that there's brothers out here that don't want to drink or don't need to drink. Right? So you, 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 you sit back. And somebody like me, I'll analyze that. I'll analyze that. Now, y'all see me. I got my liquor. Every once in a while, I drink some liquor. But I got to be in the mood for that. I got to be in the mood for that. And I'm not going to drink until I'm so drunk that I'm falling out and, 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 and staggering and all of that goofiness. I'm not doing all of that. Right? I've done it before when I was younger. But as the old saying goes, when I was a boy, I behaved as a boy. But when I became a man, I put aside childish things. Right? You got to have some sort of self-control. You got to drink with moderation. You got to do everything with moderation. Right? But, you know, 
and, and you might be like, well, Angry Man, what does any of this have to do with your channel and the support you get? And it, it has to do with the psyche of the American Negro. And the question that I'm asking is, why are we so self-destructive? We're so self-destructive that we even try to be destructive. We, we, destroying ourselves ain't enough. That ain't enough. We got to take a few people with us. We got to take a few people with us. We can't just destroy ourselves. We got to destroy other folks around us, particularly other folks that look just like us. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. You know how many brothers I know that were looking for jobs and somebody would get them a job opportunity, paying good money, hook them up with a job opportunity, and then they go down there to take the drug test and then they fail the drug test. And you be thinking to yourself, like, bro, you knew about this job interview for for weeks why did you keep smoking weed why why did you do that why did you do that i'll never forget i'll never forget i had a job at a at a warehouse right it was a seasonal job and because it was a seasonal job they paid really good money right And I'll never forget my homeboy's father. We were, we were on a lunch break. And we went to the store to get some lunch. And you know, when you work at a factory or warehouse or something like that, you don't have that much time for lunch. You got about 30 minutes at the most, right? So we go to the store and I'm at the store. I'm I'm in this, you know, this sort of truck stop store. And I'm at the little part where they got food, where they got a little kitchen in there, and I'm getting food to eat for lunch, right? And my own boy's father said, I wonder if I can buy me a a, a double deuce and and gun it before I before the break is over. And I thought he was joking. I thought he was joking. But no, he went and got him a double deuce. And, and guzzled it, right? And guzzled it, like guzzled it, right? So first of all, let me explain something to you. You don't take a cold beer out of the, out of the, 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 the store fridge, a double deuce, and gun it on your break and then go back to a job where you have to operate a forklift. But he did it. He did it. Now, that day, he didn't run into nothing. But there was one day that he ran into something. And I'm willing to bet that that was one of those days where he guzzled a double deuce, right? But I'd never forget thinking to myself, I never forget thinking to myself, I said, where's the self-control? Why not wait 
until you're off work and get the beer then so you can not only drink it, but you can also relax. You could also chill. Look, I'm, I'm going to tell you something my father taught me when I was younger. Okay? This is what my father taught me when I was younger. And, and, and he told me that his father taught him the same thing. So my grandfather taught him this. He said, never go out in public and get drunk in public. Because if you go out and get drunk in public, right? If you go out and you get drunk in public, anything could happen to you. You know, somebody could take advantage of you, like, you know, knock you out and steal your money or, you know, or something bad could happen. You could have an accident. You could have a car accident. Any, any number of things could happen. So my grandfather told my father, he said, if you want to drink, drink in the privacy of your own home. Now, if y'all ever notice me, if I'm drinking, I'm here. Every once in a while, I go out somewhere. If I go out somewhere, I'll have a drink here and there or whatever. But I'll make sure, you know, I'll make sure that it's in moderation. I'm not going to overdo it. The only way I'll get a little more comfortable with drinking if I'm out is if I'm with people I trust that can look out for me and I know I'm not going to drive. But everybody that knows me know if we all go out and I'm the Negro driving, I don't drink nothing. I don't drink nothing because I don't trust the breathalyzers. You feel me? I feel like if I have one drink, the breathalyzer going to be like, doot, 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 doot. drinking and driving. Nope. I want, if I blow into that joint, I want it to be zero. You feel what I'm saying? Because they will take your, if they don't take your license for nothing, they will take your license so fast it will make your head spin if they catch you drinking and driving. And rightfully so. You know how many people done died because some jerk went to a bar and, and got slammed drunk and then decided to get in his car and drive home? And there's no bigger, there's no bigger jerks in the world. You feel what I'm saying? And anybody can take that how you want to take it. There's no bigger jerks in the world than folks that get drunk and then drive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. Why are you in that much of a rush to get drunk? Your, your alcohol habit can't wait till you get home? You feel me? But that but that's yet another one of the... You know, and I'm not saying that black people are the only ones that do that. Other people do it too. But you get my point. You get my point. You know? Haven't you ever asked yourself, like... You watch a show like... Um, you watch a show like... You watch a movie like Boys in the Hood, right? And so you got the scene where Furious takes, you know, Dre and, and Ricky out to, I think they went out to Compton. You feel me? Andre, appreciate the membership. They went out to Compton. And he's out there, you know, Furious is out there. Why you think they why you think they got all of these stores, you know, in the black community? Gun store, liquor store, gun store, liquor store. And nobody ever thought to ask this question. When black people look around their community and everywhere they look, there's a liquor store. 
why does it never occur to them to go to the city hall meetings, to go to the city council meetings and protest that BS? Do you know the reason why? Because Negroes don't care. Negroes don't care. They don't care. They don't care. I won't live in a neighborhood that got a liquor store on every corner. I refuse. I refuse. I will, I will not live in no neighborhood that got a liquor store on every corner. I refuse. I refuse. Because that liquor is doing two things. One, it's causing you, it, it does two things. One, it puts you in a mood if you have a community that has a bunch of liquor stores, I guarantee you, you got a lot more domestic violence issues in that community. I guarantee you got a lot more public altercations in that community. But even more than that, the second thing that that liquor does is it gives you an escape from reality. It gives you it gives you the opportunity to be able to escape reality every single day. You feel me? You have some people that get drunk or high every day because the moment they get sober, that's when they start doing self-reflection. See, it's those sober moments where you sit back and say, what am I doing with my life? See, when you're drunk and high, you don't care about what you're doing with your life. You just floating through, you just, you just, you know, you just, you, you the walking dead. You just here. You just here. And this is why I get so upset when dudes come to my channel and put in my comment section, why you doing this? Why you doing that? Why, why you asking for contributions? You, why'd you say this about Biden? And why is you saying this about Trump? It's like, bro, at least I'm doing something constructive. At least I'm doing something constructive. At least I'm part of the conversation. What you doing? What, what, what do you do on a Friday night? I know what I do on a Friday night. I go live trying to give the folks some information, trying to school these younger dudes to, to live a more productive, better life. Right? What you doing on a Friday night? You somewhere on the damn, you somewhere on the corner nursing a, a, a beer bottle like it's, like it's, like it's baby formula. And don't you think for one second that dudes don't still stand on the corner and get drunk with, the, with, with they liquor in that brown paper bag or they beer in that brown paper bag? Dumbest thing in the world. Dumbest thing in the world. And that right there should let you know that's a trap. The fact that they'll let you drink in public as long as you got a brown paper bag over top of it. What'd that tell you? What, what does that tell you? 
What does that tell you? You could literally walk right out of the liquor store and 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 be in in the hood. In the hood. You can't do that in no in no regular neighborhood. Like like around here. Like around here. You know what I'm saying? Around here you don't have liquor stores. You have the ABC store, right? Let them catch you in front of the ABC store drinking. You're not even allowed to loiter in front of the ABC store. Because why? In 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 neighborhoods that are not considered ghetto or hood, you know what they expect you to do? They expect you to buy your liquor and then take it home like a civilized person. That's, that's what they expect you to do. That's what they expect you to do. They expect you to buy your liquor, take it to your home, and drink it at home. Right? Let them catch you standing out in front of a, a, a ABC store with a brown paper bag. Police will show up there so fast if they ain't already there. If it's a Friday night, the police going to already be there. If it's a Friday night, the police going to already be inside the liquor store. But you know, you go to certain hoods like you go to Detroit. You go to New York, maybe maybe not now, but definitely back in the day, Philly, Baltimore, um, you know, hood hoods. You feel what I'm saying? And be Negroes out in front of the liquor store with brown paper bag, getting it in. You feel me? Can't even get out the store good. Can't even get out the store good. You feel me? And I'm going to tell you something, just so you know. Just so you know. And I'm going to keep it all the way funky. Those of us from Gen X that was intelligent, we looked down on you older heads that used to do all of that. If you was an alky, crap, uh, you know, a, a drug addict, we looked down on you. We look at you like, look at that, that's a shame. That's a shame. That was never nothing. That was never nothing to, to, to aspire to be. Never. Why? Because we grew up a different kind of way. How many of y'all remember on House Party when old boy was in there drinking that, that uh, uh, I think he was drinking OE or something. Looking at him like, bro, what is you doing? Why you got to play the alky role at my party? You feel what I'm saying? Why you got to come here getting drunk? You feel me? But see, these are the type of things that you're not supposed to talk about. See, that goes against that goes against the uh, unspoken Negro contract. You're not supposed to talk about stuff like this. See, right now, there's black folks that's watching me right now. And they sitting back saying, they sitting back saying, oh, see, you wrong. You talking about that in mixed company. You're not supposed to let everybody know uh, uh, our business. No, what you don't want me to let everybody know is that y'all full of you know what. That's what you don't want me to You don't want me to let everybody know that you know what you're doing. 
You're just choosing to do it. See, because the, 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 the perception has always been in people like Stacey Abrams, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson. They want to paint this picture that the black community is filled with victims of circumstance and every single person in the hood is in the shape they're in because they had a rough life or didn't have what they needed in life. And that's not completely true. Those cases do exist. But there are some people in the hood that's in the hood because they want to be in the hood. There's some people in the hood that sell drugs not because they had a bad life, but just because they want to sell drugs. Let's just be real. There's some dudes in the hood that engage in foolishness and ignorance because they like engaging in foolishness and ignorance. I know dudes that had both parents and both parents was college educated and they lived in a nice house and they still went out here and sold drugs. Still went out here and hustled. Still went out here and hustled. I know a dude right now that's in prison for murder. He's in prison. He ain't never getting out of prison. And when he was growing up, his grandmother, you know, he, and look, keep it, don't get it twisted. He had his mother and father, his father and his mother. But he also had his grandmother. And his grandmother spoiled the rotten. Would buy him everything. When, when it came time to go to school, he didn't get one pair of shoes for, for school. He'd get three and four pairs of shoes. And a bunch of outfits, his grandmother spoiled him rotten. Spoiled him rotten. And I'll never forget it. We went to his house one day before school started. This is around the time Onyx came out with that first album. Right? And he got all of these sneakers. He got these new sneakers and all of these clothes or whatever. He about to be fresh to death. And he in there showing us his Tech 9. He had to do none of that. He had to do none of that. He had to do none of that. He used to get into fights. He used to hang out with all the wrong people. Feel me? First time he did a bid, he did a bid because he got into it with somebody at a, at a basketball game at the school and got into a shootout at the school. That's right. Got into a shootout on school grounds. You know they threw him under the jail for that. What happened? I'll go over there tomorrow, because I already went up there. I already went up there, and they told me that I could put anybody's name up there to accept something. And I thought I already did that, but they still tripping, so I'm going to go up there again. What we need to do is we need to find a house and move. Stop using my connections. You need to find a house. Can you do that? 
Find a house. Oh, yeah, like I was saying. But, yeah, you know, I think he did over, shoot, I want to say he did over 10 years for that, for that incident. And then when he finally got out, he was worse than he was when he went in. And now he's in prison. He ain't never going to see the light of day again, ever. He's he going to be in prison for the rest of his life. You feel me? And there's, there's so many other dudes I've seen. I've sat back and watched them. I've watched them from the beginning of their path all the way to the point to where they finally graduate and they get some football numbers and you ain't going to see them no more. And that was enough for me to be like, you know what? I know not to do that. I know not to do that, I know not to do that, and I know not to do that. So I don't care what type of peer pressure anybody came with when I was younger. I knew my limitations. I knew my limitations. And for the most part, I didn't have no, you know, people say, oh, your partner's in crime. No, your crime is your partner's. So there were a lot of things that, you know, you have that Bugs Bunny moment where you had an angel on your shoulder and the devil on your shoulder. The difference between me and a lot of them other dudes is I listen to the angel more than I listen to the devil. You feel me? So if I saw something, and, and there's been times dudes have hit me with the shame and tactic. Oh, you scared. Okay, well, I'll just be scared this time. But I'm not about to go do that. And there's dudes in my hood right now. There's dudes in my hood right now. They'd be like, oh, man, he ain't going to do X, Y, Z, right? Now, when it comes to defending myself, yeah, I fight. I'll even shoot in defending myself. But so far as doing the things that they believe makes you a hood legend or makes you this gangster, I'm not doing all of that. I ain't doing all of that. For what? For what? So I can mess around and be the man for a short period of time in that hood. And then after I get locked up and, and, and be in prison for, for, for mad long, knock on wood, be in prison for mad long. And then when you get out of prison, you ain't the man no more because there's a whole new generation of knuckleheads. And they don't know nothing about you because you've been gone the whole time. So you, you did all of that rep building for what? You did all that rep building for what? To have to come out and start over? Like, please. And that's if you lucky. That's if you lucky. There was a dude that I knew ever since he was a little kid. Ever since he was real little, right? And he was a good kid. He was a really good kid. He didn't get into no stuff or whatever. But once he started getting older, he started getting into a whole lot of stuff. And he was the type of dude that would pull his gun out and he would shoot anybody for the least little thing.
for the least little thing. I don't care what it was. He would go to parties. He would get drunk. He would get into arguments with people. And he couldn't fight. He couldn't fight for nothing. He, he couldn't fight. He couldn't fight. So anytime there was an argument or or some sort of disagreement, first thing he going to do is pull his gun out. And the thing about him, though, that it, I, you know, I had to tell some of my people is like, yo, yeah, he can't fight and he going to pull his gun out. But the thing about it is he going to use it. He going to use it. <laughs> That's the thing about it. Right. And so he was always like that. And then I think, what was it, last year? Last year they had a class reunion or whatever. And I was on Facebook looking at the pictures of the class reunion. And in the class reunion, they'll have a table where they have the photos of the people that passed away or whatever. And I seen this photo up there. And I'm like, oh, snap. So I start calling around to my sister and a few other people to find out what happened to him, right? And they claim he done himself in, but the way the story is described, it sounds like something sketchy. You feel what I'm saying? But he, you know, he went out, he lived by the gun, he died by the gun, like for real. So, you know, and every dude that I know this, you know, it's just like Jada Kiss said on uh, Band from TV. He said, I ain't never seen nobody that's too live to die. You feel me? It don't matter how live you are. It don't matter how gangster you are. It don't matter how many people you slap, how many people you punch, how many people you bust your gun at. That usually always leads to one thing. It, 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 one of two things. You either end up in prison or you end up six feet under. One of the two. It always ends that way. Always. It's so bad that there's some dudes when, you know, they've lived their life a certain way for so long that when it happens, you ain't even surprised about it. Somebody be like, yeah, man, so-and-so got shot or so-and-so went to prison. You'd be like, yup. What's up? She got them looking for it on the truck right now. She says she gonna bring it here tonight. She's like, if they don't find it, then I'll bring it to you in the morning. It keep being lazy. That's all that mess is. Well, you need to pick and choose who they're gonna be lazy and nasty to because when you know they're damn supervising. She said, as soon as you left, I walked in the building and they just looking at me like, would you get a phone call? And she was like, yes. Mm. Gots to be more careful. You never know who know your boss. Act right. Gots to be more careful. I, was like, I can come out. I can come meet you. It's okay. No. No. I got them looking for it on the truck right now. We'll bring it to you today. It's 8 o'clock. Good looking, girl. Sitting here talking about black folks and all of the stuff that black folks do how black folks pretend, you know, you have people like Stacey Abrams, Al Sharpton, all these people, they pretend like everybody in the hood are just victims. Nobody really knows what they're doing. And I'm sitting here trying to explain to everybody, that's BS. There's a lot of people in the hood know exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Know exactly what they're doing. And I said, it's even so bad to the point where, like, 
you know when you younger and every hood got its characters and the characters always are the same like every hood got see a lot of people watch the movie juice you think there's one bishop no there's like 30 40 50 bishops in every hood and you could look at them you could look at some of them when they kids and it rarely surprises you you'd be like that negro going to jail or that negro he'd be lucky if he make it to 30 Excuse me. what happened to him no, you know what saved him? You know what saved him? What what kind of somewhat saved him was him getting pulled away from New York for that brief little moment. That saved him a little bit. And he came down here and gravitated to the same motherfuckers. But he, he came down here and gravitated, but the dudes that's down here ain't the dudes that's up there. Yeah. It, it ain't... It, here, you can get into trouble, but... It ain't like you can get into trouble there. You know that. All you gotta do is take a dude, any dude that's, you know, any dude that, like, there's a few of my family members that got saved like that. As soon as they started cutting up, I get your stuff together, put you on a Greyhound, and send you straight to the country where there ain't nothing to do. Quick punishment. You go into the country. Send you straight up there to that part of VA where there ain't nothing to do. Had you sitting there looking stupid in the face. Begging to go back. Please can I go back? Nope. Nope, you can't. They got exile. <laughs> You're not going back. You act like you got some sense. No, I don't. I don't need no more bottles. I'm sitting in there talking to them about how uh, liquor. I don't. I don't get bottles of liquor and just drink it all in one day. Tired of ninjas. I'm tired of ninjas. I'm just tired of them. Like when when Biden was doing his little his little meeting with the Black Caucus, mm -hmm. they had it up on the screen where you got Biden and Kamala in the middle, and then you got all of the black people in the little and you know on the call or whatever. And right there in the corner, sure enough, was Reverend Al. <laughs> right there in the corner. He grows a worthless piece of sugar honey iced tea. Horrible. Horrible person. And if I was to ever meet him, I'd tell him to his face. I'd tell him to his face and it'd be so disrespectful. You you have absolutely no idea. As soon as he look at me and speak, how you doing, young man? F you, you sellout. Why you still here and Dr. King ain't? That's what I'd say to him. Mm. Straight up and down. Why you why you still here in Malcolm Ain? 
well, young man, let me stop you. Because I already know. Yeah, he sold him out. Yes, he sold him out. Yes, he sold him out. So did Jesse. That's why you ain't seen him lately. Because old Jesse, he need a cause. He ain't got no cause right now. He ain't got no cause right now. He can't use Rainbow Coalition no more because that got jacked from him. Big waterhead. Every Jackson I know got a waterhead. You know that. Jesse Jackson, Joe Jackson, my elementary school principal, Mr. Jackson, all of them had these enormous waterheads. Hitting on two cents. That's the problem. The, the pro the, the, see, this is the real problem. The biggest problem with the black community is our... Look, think about this for a second. I had to break this down to everybody. All of our leaders are reverends. You ever notice that? Without churches. Facts. You ever notice that, though? But you look at the white community. Are their leaders reverends? No. The, the the reverence they have, like they're the white version of T.D. Jakes, which is those white televangelist preachers, they don't take them seriously. They definitely don't have them leading nothing. But you got to think about this, though. The biggest problem with that is nobody elected Al Sharpton. Nobody elected Jesse Jackson. So who appointed them? Somebody's leader. What, Negro, you ain't my leader? You don't get your, first of all, you can't even qualify as a leader walking around here with, with, with that relaxer. Get up out of here, bruh, with that goofiness. And then Roland Martin, oh my God, I wish, I wish to God I could meet him. I wish to God I could meet his bougie, boule, uh, 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 penguin, you know what. Bleep, 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 He another one that got a waterhead. I don't trust waterhead Negroes. Got too much on their mind. Too much conniving, swirling around in 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 this superdome. What do you say? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. 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 What 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 it say right there? What it say? Ball headed lie. Ball headed lie. Ball I can't stand them Negroes. I can't stand none of them. I can't stand none of them. You hear me? None of them. None of them. They've been selling out. They've been selling out the community for years. For years they've been doing that. Years they've been doing that. That's been their hustle for years.
Have you ever asked yourself that question? If Jesse Jackson is a reverend, where's his church? If Al Sharpton is a reverend, where's his church? Any of y'all ever been to their churches? Where's their church? Where's their churches? Funniest thing I ever seen, Reverend Al went to some hood and he thought he was going to get welcomed. He thought he was going to get a warm welcome. <laughs> them, them dudes ran him off the block. It's like, nah, bruh, you need to get up out of here. <laughs> get up out of here, bruh. Bounce. Bounce. And I'll tell you something, too. Black Lives Matter, y'all's days are numbered. They're going to label y'all a terrorist organization. You mark my words. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. They're going to label y'all a terrorist organization, and they're going to bring y'all up on some charges. It's going to be ridiculous. You're going to scream racism. You're going to scream all of that. But you ain't even going to be able to scream that because... Your co-defendants is going to be Antifa. <laughs> you ain't even going to be able to use that excuse. You ain't even going to be able to use that excuse. The amount of stuff, and I, you know, I might, I might have to do a late, late, late night. I'm, I might have to do a late, late, late night D-Live just to break down some more of the stuff that just came out. Oh, my God. Somebody going to jail, y'all. Somebody is going to jail, y'all. Somebody going to jail. Yeah, you had some more stuff come out today. You had some more stuff come out today. They had a couple of Senate, uh, um, had a couple of uh, Senate committee hearings. Uh, you had your boy from the Amistad Project. He did a press conference breaking down Mark Zuckerberg and, oh, my God, bruh, they got it all. They got it all. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they got it all, bruh. They got it all. Do you hear me? They got everything. They got everything. <laughs> Friday's coming too. Friday is coming. We're gonna see. We we shall see. We're gonna see what happens Friday. If if the president, if he does a press conference Friday, it's a wrap. If, if he does a press conference Friday, <laughs> it's going to be a wrap. Now, if he doesn't, I'm going to be worried. If he doesn't, I'm going to be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
If he doesn't do one, I'm going to be like, I don't know. It don't look too good, boo-boo. <laughs> it don't look too good, boo-boo. And you had uh, Mitch McConnell. I don't know what he doing. I don't know what he doing. But you just had the whole, all the Republicans turn on him. He's bugging. He's bugging. I don't think he realized. They talking about starting. They talking about starting the MAGA uh, 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 political party. They talking about starting the MAGA political party, bruh. And, and, not to mention, Texas is talking about secession. Yes, that's right. They talking about seceding again. I did not tell did not tell y'all that was gonna happen. Didn't I tell you that was gonna happen? Did not did I or did I not tell you that was gonna happen? Didn't I tell you that the worst thing they could do is ignore them dudes in Texas? Didn't I tell you that? I said let them disrespect them dudes in Texas. Let them disrespect them dudes in Texas. They about to start, they about to start a ish storm, the likes of which you've never seen. Real talk. They about to start a ish storm, the likes of which you never seen, bro. It's, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. But a whole lot of stuff came out today. Every day, it's more and more stuff. Every day, more and more stuff. I was watching one video. The whole channel got shut down while I was watching it. <laughs> lying. I was watching a video this morning that was breaking it all down. It was like, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and then this is going to happen. And, and right in the middle of it, that joke said, whoop. <laughs> It said nope. <laughs> you ain't listening to this no more. <laughs> oh wait. It said nope. <laughs> we not having it, bruh. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah, while it was going. It wasn't while it was streaming, it was a replay. It was a it wasn't replay, it was a pre-recorded video. But right in the middle of me watching that video, they was like, they snatched the plug out, like, <laughs> we don't need you looking at that. That's that's what's letting you know there's panic. You hear me? There's panic. There is panic, bruh. Panic. 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 But y'all already know. Most of that stuff I can't talk about here. I can't even talk about it here. You know where I got to talk about it. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Later on tonight, I'm going to do a boss talk. And like I said last night, if we get the right amount of contributors on boss talk, then we'll transition over into the other joint and do the raw, uncut stuff. So y'all already know what it is. But let me read these super chats. 
Let's see. I started not to even do a show today, y'all. I ain't even gonna lie. Let's see. Shout out to James. He said, keep talking your truth, big bro. I already read that one. Let's see. Brolic, appreciate you. Eden, appreciate you. Jeffrey said, true masculinity is most definitely under attack. Black men need to wake up and see this, what is, see what is really happening in the world around us. Salute AM facts. TD Hip Hop Media said, the contributions that come your way are well-deserved. Hey, I appreciate it, bro. Shout out to Mari A. Appreciate the membership. Ravi said, I appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, fam. Shout out to Red Blizzard. What's going on, Red? Red been cooking lately. He said, appreciate the work you put in, AM, no doubt. Dick Thug, he said, you're right, AM. We would rather give our money to strippers and OnlyFans. It's sad that we fund feminism more than anything. Yeah. Mari, appreciate the super sticker. Ebo Sosa say they just don't get it, AM. Donating is not only a selfless act. It changes the one major thing these clowns complain about, the community. Facts. Jamal, appreciate you. Andre, appreciate the membership. Peace, peaceful, appreciate the membership. Wise Wilt CP said, you talking about when Jesse got ran out of Ferguson? Yeah, they ran him up out of there. They said, get up out of here, bro. We're not trying to hear none of that. The hood ain't completely crazy. They know they getting ripped off by them by those uh uh by those hustlers. See, shout out to Ray Clemens, shout out to Digital Dad, shout out to Anthony. He said, gotta get my fix. Shout out to Reginald, he said, for Sparta Strong, no doubt. Let's see, shout out to Clemente. Shout out to David. David said, appreciate your work, bruh. You're a game changer. Appreciate you, fam. Shout out to Isaac. He said, keep grinding AM. Shout out to D. Shout out to Chainbreaker72. Shout out to Dante. Shout out to Adam. Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Digital Dads. He said, what you do ain't easy. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Digital Dads been watching me since all the way back in, I want to say, 2015, 2016. Shout out to uh, TOV, and, and I know who you are, Digital Dad. I ain't going to say your government, but I, I know who you are. That's, that's, that's my people right there. You go back to, go back with me, me, Q Wilson, Warren, and all of them. You feel me? League of Dads type stuff. Appreciate you, Digital Dads. TOV Sports, he says, salute AM. Let's see. Three feet from gold. He said they scared to be Winston in 1984. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, they scared. D-Rock Den, he said, AMG, appreciate you. Tremaine, appreciate you. Carlos, appreciate you, fam. Appreciate every last one of y'all that contributed, man. Y'all already know what it is. You feel me? Y'all already know what it is. Oh, yeah. Hold on. We got a couple more. We got a couple more. Let's see, shout out to Carlos. Shout out to Super Smash 07. Shout out to Digital Dads again. He said they want truth and logic from black men. They don't want truth and logic from black men, only drama, facts. 
Shout out to Digital Dads again. He said, got a cuz, a job, and he was a no-show. Never again. I feel you. I feel you, bro. You can't put your rep on the line for some of these dudes, man. They 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 not only mess up their good name, but they mess up yours. Shout out to James. He said, good teaching for the youth. Appreciate you. Digital Dads again. He said, a lot of Dems going down and some unloyal repubs too. Yeah. Facts. It's going to be biblical. If it go the way I think it's going to go, it's going to be biblical. But <clears throat> let me get up out of here because I'm definitely going to do a show later. Did you come in here to twerk? He just going to How was he able to put it in the box if they ain't accepting? See, here's the thing. They need to stop the BS because they've put stuff in there with your name on it before. Goofy. Goofy. But anyway, like I said, y'all, I'm going to see y'all later on on Boss Talk Radio. Um, we might talk about some trending topics because I've seen a couple goofy things happen. You feel me? So we might go into that. Regardless, y'all already know if you want the political commentary, you got to get that on DLive. So we're going to do boss talk. If we get the support we need on boss talk, then we will definitely make that transition. So y'all already know how we do. And look, the sooner we get 40 contributors on boss talk, the faster we can go over there. So y'all already know what it is. But yo, I'm going to holler at you guys later. Keep the pride, hold the line, and stay conservative, my friends. Holler at you guys later on tonight. Deuces.